The following words ring true. As he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Let's talk about holiness today from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Well, greetings to all of you, and so good to have you with us once again for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We've been on the air since 1934, and how grateful we are for individuals such as you who keep listening and keep tuning in so that we can continue our work, and how grateful we are to hear from you. I always like to pause and thank our J-Webb, our announcer, for his kind work and all that he does. And you'll hear from Jay throughout our broadcast. He has a special free booklet that he'll tell you about momentarily. He'll also let you know about our toll-free number and also our Bible study course that we make available to you here from International Gospel Hour. We're grateful for your presence today by the way of radio or a podcast, ever how you're listening to us, we appreciate it. So let's begin with the phrase we mentioned moments ago, be holy for I am holy. From the Old Testament as stated in Leviticus 11.22 to the New Testament in 1 Peter 1.16, God has always expected His people to be holy individuals. Now, sometimes with our human minute minds, and I mean that with great respect, we sometimes narrow down holy so tight that we think it is not attainable. But let's allow the Bible to define holiness. Now, holiness means what belongs to the sphere of the sacred, or to be clean, or pure, or consecrated. Now, so we understand that holiness is of God that we can be clean, we can be cleansed from sin. After all, think about David and his pleas in Psalm 51. How that we can be washed in the blood of the Lamb, Revelation 1 and verse 5. And there's a number of other passages about being cleansed. Pure simply means to be separated from sin, to be separated and to live the life for God That is a forgiven life, or the life of a Christian, if you will. Now, the word consecrated, of course, is a word consecrated or set apart unto God as we labor within His service. We are consecrated apart unto Him, if you will, and apart from sin. It all ties in with the word of holiness. When we look at this word in the New Testament, Vine's Dictionary defines the word holy as separated from sin and therefore consecrated to God or sacred. Also of interest concerning holy living is the thought of, when we look at this definition, up and down, back and forth. Now, this comes to the surface meaning 
Our lives should be separated from sin and consecrated to God at all times, whether it's up and down or back and forth. Well, you think about it, that pretty well covers it. Now, in two previous broadcasts, we pondered and presented the hymn, More Holiness Give Me, penned by the late Philip Bliss. And in the first two stanzas, as he begins with More Holiness Give Me, the song continues to bring forth the idea of more, more that God can provide to help us, more strivings within, more patience and suffering, more sorrow for sin, more faith in my Savior, more sense of His care, more joy in His service, more purpose in prayer. The second stanza, more gratitude give me, more trust in the Lord, more pride in His glory, more hope in His word, more tears for His sorrows, more pain at His grief, more more meekness, shall I say, in trial, and more praise for relief. So the hymn emphasizes holiness from the beginning and continues onward to where one leans upon God for more consecration or to remain set apart unto God. And if you will, it covers up and down and back and forth. And as you look at this hymn and the more we study it, that provided within are the things that will help us to be holy, set apart from sin, cleansed and set unto God. Stanza 3 continues to build on this idea, and we're going to look at stanza 3 in a moment in light of Scripture. I must mention at this point that this is the third part of the More Holiness Give Me broadcast. You can find parts 1 and 2 at our website at internationalgospelhour.com. If you'll go there and go to the 30-minute podcast, as it's called, you'll be able to click on it, and you can find it with ease. So by all means, please access our website for broadcasts from before. Also, we're grateful that we can look at this hymn in light of Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in... Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And so as we allow the Word of God to dwell within our lives, to grow and to learn of His will, then we're able to use these hymns to teach and to instruct. So friends, when we think about the Bible and its importance, I want to pause here and allow our J-Web to tell you of a very special free gift we would love to send you. We have sent out the booklet, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right, to a number of places and a number of individuals, and we would love to add you among that number. So let's take a moment and hear these few words from our J-Web. Good folks, please allow us to send a special free booklet called, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. This is a study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and allows us to see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Bible Tract. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Now, back to our study. 
Let's consider now stanza number three. And we'll break this down little by little. Of course, the entire stanza, More purity give me, more strength to o'ercome, More freedom from earth's stains, more longings for home, More fit for the kingdom, more useful I'd be, More blessed and holy, more Savior like Thee. You know, the hymn begins with holiness and ends with holiness. It all blends together. Let's look at more holiness give me. How about the first phrase, more purity give me. Now, we understand that holiness is to be pure. But when we look at the plea, more purity give me, purity is the idea, and as we look at that definition a little more, free from a mixture or contact with that which weakens, impairs, or pollutes. So we want to be careful in our contact with the world not to become like the world and to have those things that can mix in and affect us to be eliminated, free from moral defilement, innocent, chaste, refined, more holiness, more unto God. The Apostle Paul told the young man Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12, he reminded him to be an example of the believers in word, in conversation or lifestyle, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So being that example means a consistent way of life. Jesus said in his early words of the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hearts that are free from mixture or contact, again, which that which weakens, impairs, or pollutes. In Philippians 4.8, Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on the things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, any of this. Think on these things. If there be any praise, think on these things. Isn't it amazing how pure seems to be in the center of that verse or very close? It's an emphasis to continue to be separate from the world or a life of holiness that is desirable and attainable. How about the next phrase, more strength to overcome? In Luke 10:27, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Friends, when we love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, there is nothing left. Our hearts and souls are directed, our minds are directed, and the strength we rely upon God. Philippians 4.13 very well could be one of the most favorite passages of individuals. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, or who strengthens me. When we look in the context of what Paul is saying, he is dealing with those matters of faith, and he's dealing with his service to God, and he understands that when he does that, Christ gives him that strength to where Paul can do those very things. The idea of being strengthened here in this text is akin to a weight lifter. Years and years ago, and now I'm probably aging myself, I used to be into weightlifting, not trying to gain a lot of bulk or be huge or anything like that muscle-wise, but to tone and get in a little better shape. 
But I also learned that when you wanted to build muscle, that you would set your weight and you would do like three sets of eight reps each. You would do it eight times, three different times. And I noticed that the first time I could get those eight done pretty good. The second time, the eight became a little harder. That third set, sometimes I didn't even finish. Well, the next time I would sit down, I would use that same weight and begin again. And I may get a little closer that time. Well, then the next time when I would do it, there was very well that I could go through and do three sets of eight with a weight that I could not do some time before. And when I was able to accomplish the three sets of eight and sometimes four sets of six, when I would finish, when I would master a weight that I could do it, I would go up 10 pounds the next time and start the process all over again. But slowly one begins to build the muscle or continues to be strengthened. We must keep in mind that as we walk in Christ, as one walks in holiness, God provides the strength to overcome. We're able to press onward, keep trying, keep going, and He will see to it that we will master the weight. We're taught to lay aside that weight as Christians, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. When we think about growing in strength, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Ephesians 6 and verse 10, or a couple of other passages that will help us to be stronger in what we do. You see, the trials and struggles of life and hard times will indeed come our way. And we can develop with a holy life more strength from God to overcome. You know, when we think about it, friends, either we are heading into something that's going to be a challenge in our lives, we are currently in that challenge, or we're coming out of it. But God is there at any phase that we need Him, and He will strengthen us and help us as we overcome. The third phrase, more freedom from earth stains. Now, that's a very unique plea. We understand from 1 John 2, verse 15, to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. So one is to not love the world. For the one that is walking holy, they were able to escape the corruption that was in the world through the lust, due to the obedience of the gospel of Christ. And we're not to love the things that we attain in this world. For in Matthew 16, verse 26, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Now we realize there are things within the world that we need to survive. We need money, we need finances in order to buy, to sell, to do what we need to do. But when we allow money to guide us and rule us as our ruling decision, then we need to watch ourselves. We're taught in 1 Corinthians 15.33 to be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good morals. You see, the earth stains can stain us and can hinder us. But remember from Ephesians 5 and verse 27, the Lord wants to present to himself a church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that we should be 
Here's that word, holy and without blemish. More freedom from earth stains. Father, continue to help the Christian as they walk holy to not be stained by the things of this world. In Romans 6, beginning with verse 17 through verse 22, Paul says, But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, servants, slaves, or bondservants. But you have obeyed from the heart that form or pattern of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, or set free, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Or in other words, Paul says, I'm going to speak so you can understand. For as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. Did you catch that? Yield your members, servants, to righteousness. Yes, there was a time of being unclean and iniquity to iniquity. So now yield your members or your body, your life, servants unto righteousness or servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. And what fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin, and became servants unto God, or become servants unto God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Friends, if I were to stop this discussion right now, that would be sufficient to how God continues to provide us to have more freedom from earth stains. How about more longings for home? What home? Well, have to be the home of heaven. But, friends, do we long for home? A longing for home will create in one the zeal to be steadfast. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15:58. In Philippians 1, 21-23, Paul says, For to me... To live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. But I am hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. We are to simply be partakers of His holiness, friends. Is that not what He said in Hebrews 12 and verse 10? And we're reminded in Hebrews 12:14 without which no man shall see God. Friends, might I pause here for a little over 30 seconds? Here is our J-Web with some information about International Gospel Hour, and I'll be back with the next part of our study. The quickest way to reach us is our toll-free number, 1-855-IGH-6988. You can request free Bible study courses, ask a question, or make a comment. Let us know where you hear our broadcast. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988. Or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. And now, friends, more fit for the kingdom, more useful I'd be. You see, the plea continues onward. One will continue seeking first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33. 
One will continue to do the will of God, Matthew 7:21. One will continue speaking the gospel of that kingdom, Matthew 4:17 and Romans 1:16. One continues to remain spiritually fit by looking ahead. Luke 9, verse 62. One continues the innocence and interest of a child, as we learn from Luke 18:16. One continues eagerly adding to the kingdom by teaching and converting others to Jesus Christ. Acts 8, and verse 12. And one continues in that grace in order to serve God. Hebrews 12, and verse 28. One will revive one's service. I love thy kingdom, Lord. And so an individual that continues to be revived, again, more fit for the kingdom. Now, that would go back to the idea of more strength to overcome. And the more longings for home continues to keep one within the kingdom, within the church, doing what they need to do. You know, we need to look at the attitude of how much can I do rather than how little can I get by with. Because in Galatians 6.10, Paul told the church there, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. More fit for the kingdom. Dear friends, let me interject a thought here. In Colossians 1.13, there were those who were already translated into the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love. When one is added to the church we read of in the New Testament, they are added to the kingdom. For Jesus spoke of them as one and the same in Matthew 16.18 and 19. And in 1 Timothy 6.15, he is acknowledged as the king of kings and the lord of lords. And a king must have a kingdom. Dear friends, the kingdom is not something that will come back and be set upon this earth. The kingdom is thriving upon the earth now as the church of our Lord. Dear friends, may I ask a question here? Are you a member of the church we read of in the New Testament? Are you a member of the church that belongs to Jesus Christ? Or are you a member of a denominational body that you can't find their name in the Scripture And sometimes you may find yourself questioning their mere existence. But one can be added to the church we read of in the New Testament. And that is something that we constantly encourage through our studies here from International Gospel Hour to go back to the Bible and to see that church. Finally, when we look at the final two phrases, more blessed and holy... More Savior like Thee, O are we not reminded of Philippians 2.5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, that's it, friends. We began with holiness, and we pursued it. A light that should be set apart from the world and unto God. Up, down, back, and forth covers it all the way. And you know, dear friends, an individual, as we mentioned moments ago, can be added to that church can begin a life of holiness set apart from the world unto God. When we think about the beauty of those that heard the gospel, did not Jesus plead to hear and understand in Matthew 15:10? And we understand also that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10:17. We know that faith will come as we study the word of God. For without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6 Is my faith in God alone enough? Well, no, the Bible doesn't teach us that. 
The one time we find the phrase faith only is in James 2.24. How then by works a man is justified and not by faith only. We would interject here works that are not done for merit, but works that are commanded by our master that expresses our faith in him. When we believe in Christ, we're going to believe in his teaching of repentance in Luke 13 and verse 3, to where we can turn our lives from the world and turn unto God. We can change our hearts as they were pled, as the plea came forth through repentance in Acts 2.38 as well as Acts 3.19. When we repent of our sins, we confess our faith in Christ, for Jesus taught us the importance of confession in Matthew 10 verse 32. To say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is the sweetest words. Oh, they are the sweetest words one can say. Then we're baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized into Christ in order to be saved based upon our faith. Mark 16, 16. And we are added to the church when we do so. Acts 2, verse 47. Friends, we'd like for you to consider this more in a study method. And here is our J-Web with our final offer of a free online study through our friends at the World Bible School. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Dear friends, we also realize that our beloved audience, that not all of you have access to Internet. You hear us by radio. If you'll write us at P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334, or call us at 855-444-6988, leave us your name and address and say World Bible School. We will arrange it where you can study with them by mail. We want to help you every way we can here from International Gospel Hour as we desire the holiness that comes from God. Let's continue our studies together at another time, shall we? Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory.